Welcome to season four of the Do More Good podcast. You're listening to the Do More Good podcast. The Do More Good podcast. Uh, welcome to Do More Good podcast. Do more good. Do good, do more. Do more good podcast. Do more good podcast. That's what you want me to say. Okay. You're listening to the Do More Good podcast. Welcome to season four of the Do More Good podcast. Okay, I think we're recording. So here we are, James, episode number 47 of the Do More Good podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, Kenneth. I'm good. I've hit back into work. We're reforecasting. We're planning for 2021. All the exciting stuff. Oh, that sounds yeah. sounds amazing. It's, we're, we're back together for the first time in the new year. I know, right? Oh, yeah, I've missed you. Oh, oh, cute. Didn't even plan cute. that. Didn't even plan that. But I have been keeping up with you on social. Okay. And... I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, I have, I, w- I must have been drunk before Christmas, and I agreed to sign up for the the Sioux Rider football team. Okay. I haven't played football for about 15, 20 years, right. and I was pretty bad then. So, and I see that you have been playing. Oh yes, unfortunately last night actually, and I had to scarper over here from Blackfriars to get here for our guests. Was ten minutes late, which I apologise for, but I played football last night for the first time in probably five years, and yes. You might have seen the photo within 30 minutes. This was with my dad's group, so there was 10 of us that hadn't played for how, how, however many years. And uh, yeah, 20 minutes in, I think one of them does his ligaments in, oh. his, in his knee. Oh, but um, you, I imagine, hat trick, man oh, of the match. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like good. rolling back the years. But yeah, no, that was, that was good fun. But it's, to be honest, it's been a bit of a tough start to getting back into it. How have you found it? Just after that, such a long break at Christmas. Yeah, I said that I wasn't very fired up, didn't I, I think, in our last mm. episode. But actually, I've hit the ground running. I think maybe having a proper break and properly stopping over Christmas really? has done me the world of good. So yeah, I mean, to this be honest... This week, I've been all right. Yeah. Mine didn't start the best. I had a bit of a nightmare back in the office on the first day, which was the 4th of Jan. Straight into senior management team for a presentation. Long, busy day. Lots of stuff that I'd put off from December, like everybody does. Get to January... Get through the day. I think, okay, brilliant. I can't wait to get home. See the kids. You know, let's do it. Got to the train station, doing a few emails, stand on the platform, get my normal train, see it coming in. Okay, jump on the train. Fine. We're on there. We're on the way home. An hour and 20 minutes later, I'm about five minutes from where I would normally get off the train. I look up and I'm in Luton. (laughs) I got on the wrong train. Oh, so how I, far is Luton from oh home? My, the only way back is to get the other train back into London and then the other hour and 20 minutes back. So it took me four and a half hours to get home on that first on day your back. On first day back. I am not ashamed to admit that I cried. Oh, man. So, yeah. That's but since one. then, it's got better. I'm oh. energised. I'm ready. We've had a great day today. Seen some great stuff from some of the charities and excited about our conversation. And you're wearing a badge. I am wearing a badge, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I've just yeah. come from uh, a session with... Our sponsors and charity partners for London Marathon for this year. And Mencap uh, are our charity partner. And this is their campaign. Uh, give them a shout out. Here I am. They did a great video, actually. I don't know if anybody saw it on social this week. We've got a group of runners with learning disabilities. Did an amazing video. Very short, but check it out. Have a look on Mencap's social channels. It's everywhere. It's got loads of support. It's gone viral. It's brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah, we'll do. Oh, so, yeah, nice. really excited. Yeah. But talking about charities and, and social media and... Uh, and all of that jazz. We've got a good episode ahead of us today. We have indeed. We have indeed. Do you want to do the intros? Yeah, let's do it. So, 
Our guest this week both work for one of the leading charities in end-of-life care and supporting and helping people living with terminal diagnosis. They support families, individuals, to really get the most from the time they have left, however hard that sometimes may feel. And so the first of our two guests is the Senior Social Media Manager at Marie Curie, who's been at the organisation for five years. And during that time, she's led the social media profile of the charity and rolled out a shift in focus from fundraising to really focusing on storytelling, which I'm sure we'll come on to. And when she's not driving campaigns or raising awareness of her cause, she's also training as a live coach. So we could probably do with some of that uh, a little bit later on. And so we'd like to welcome Marie Faulkner to the podcast. Welcome, Marie. Hey, good to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Do you want to introduce our second guest, James? Because we're not alone. I I can do that, yeah. So our second guest has been with Marie Curie for just over 18 months, uh, working as a senior editor. But what an impact she has had. In her previous life, she was a magazine journalist and once wrote the horoscopes for Teen Bible Sugar. So you and I have probably read a few of those. In April this year, she will graduate with a master's degree in the history of art. And we'd like to welcome Emily Wright to the podcast. Hi, guys. Hello, Emily. Thank you both for coming here. Apologies we were a couple of minutes late. But we see you settled in and we have to call out that in front of us is a sausage roll. It's delicious. It's got spinach in it and it's lovely. It's going to go cold now though, isn't it? It's gonna be... Are you going to eat it as I'm we good. go? I'm good. No, I won't eat it as we go. <laughs> Feel free. No, no, I'm restrained. We've, all, we've also we've got a, a, a split, haven't we? We've got half of people doing dry January and half of us not. Yeah. So, so if this gets a bit rowdy, we'll, 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 we'll see know who to blame. We'll know yeah. who to blame. Yeah. So to say, thank you both for joining us. Just to give some background, we, we've invited Emily and Marie on the podcast to discuss the brilliant On the Couch with Marie Curie podcast. So the podcast is, is Marie Curie's first ever podcast, and it features bereavement expert Jason Davidson, who sits down with a series of really well-known celebrities and people, call a few of those out, Adam Buxton, Alison Steadman, to, to Owen Jones, plus lots more. And they discuss their experiences of grief and bereavement, uh, their thoughts and feelings about their own mortality and the ways that they talk about death and dying with the people that they love. And, and far from morbid, you know, it's, it's, it really is a rich, life-affirming conversation that offers up practical ideas of how listeners can talk about and plan for the end of their lives. And since the podcast was launched in November 2019, it's been named Sunday Times Podcast of the Week. Boom. It's got a fantastically positive write-up in the BBC Sounds Great British Podcasts weekly newsletter. Wow. And Adam Buxton rambled excitedly on about it for five whole minutes on episode 108 of his hugely popular podcast. They've got some accolades, James. We are, we are <laughs> doing well. You know, they are showing us up. We are, they, they are, are showing, showing us up, up, and hopefully we can take a, take a bit from this. But we're really both hugely excited to, to, to see a charity use the medium of podcasting to deliver such a powerful and useful message for all of us. And so we wanted to kind of get the creators and you guys who've been working on it to, to talk about it. So before we get into the background of the idea and talk a little bit more about the show and, and, and how it's got to where it is today, do you mind just telling us a little bit more about your backgrounds and what led you to, to be being where you are? Emily? Was it in the horoscopes? Was it, Was it always <laughs> destined to be? Um, I mean, I am qualified for that horoscopes thing, by the way. I studied... Uh, astrology for psychics at the College of Psychic Studies. No way. Um, I was I was sent there by our editor when I was at Sugar. So you know, if anyone ever wants, you know, <laughs> can we have this in? Know this. Can then we have this chart reading? I'll I'll do that for you guys. We should add that on. We should add that on. Yeah. But what um, led you to your charity career? How yeah. did you end up? Um, at so Curie? I was I was a magazine journalist for a long time, mm. and. Uh, 
then I sort of became slightly disillusioned and then I uh, worked in brands as a copywriter, uh, mainly on sort of food brands, so a lot of sort of waitrose nice things. Um, and then I ended up doing a project which was uh, the National Garden Scheme rebrand in 2017. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them as a charity, but uh, we sort of completely stripped back what they were doing, gave them a whole new identity. I wrote the tone of voice for that, and that really opened my eyes to you know what working for a charity can be like. And I, I sort of found my motivation, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. So, so then I, I saw this, you know, I, I was freelance for a little bit mm. and then I saw Marie Curie were looking for someone and spied my opportunity and yeah, that was 18 months ago and I just absolutely love Marie Curie and I've sort of, I feel like I've found my calling, so I absolutely love it. That's amazing. And so here I am. Here you are. <laughs> and Marie, what about yourself? What was your, what's your story into the charity sector? So... I pretty much have had my whole career in the sector. Um, I studied sociology at university, kind of became really politically engaged, um, had a go at working in parliament and getting involved in local politics, nice. which I did enjoy, but, you know, it wasn't quite right. And I, so I had a go at in the charity sector in that I could still feel like I was doing something positive. Mm. And social media, like, I've been doing social media for yeah my whole career really? in the sector. So, um, but Marie Curie was the biggest charity by far. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it is a really great place to work, particularly yeah. at the moment. And we're here talking today about a podcast that you produced. How yeah. does a head of social media come to be getting involved in producing know, a right? podcast? Like, yeah, it's interesting talking to other people in the sector that are working on podcasts. It it seems to be sitting in lots of different teams. Mm. You know, my role at Marie Curie has been very much about the strategy, content strategy, brand storytelling. So it's sort of become something that I guess I get involved in within the charity and try and push the charity to, to do more. And so it's a, it was a real collective social media content PR. So, yeah, it was a real mix. Oh, and maybe, Emily, where did the idea first come from? Where, did, where was the genesis of this? Well, we've been talking about podcasting generally for a while because we're both sort of avid podcast listeners anyway i think a lot of people are these days had um, you ever listened to the do more good podcast uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that we'll yeah. take that that sounded, that sounded convincing <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and yeah so it's something that we're interested in and passionate about and we knew that there was an opportunity for marie curie to kind of go into that realm and do something really interesting <laughs> So it was, it was getting the support of the senior staff and just the opportunity to pursue it. Do you want to talk about the idea? Yeah. Well, I guess it, it, it was very kind of serendipitous the way it happened in that, like, we wanted to do this. But then also, I really believe that you only create a podcast if you've got the right idea and you've got the right campaign. Because for us, we, we, we had this campaign which was all about broadening our reach it was about reaching new people talking about death and dying mm. and how can we do that and so it was at that point we were sort of yeah we were considering it as an option mm. it was all about conversation so had you wanted to do one and then the campaign came and you thought oh this fits yeah. with that it wasn't that you came up with a campaign and then thought actually this would work really nicely as a podcast you, you held on to the idea of a podcast until it was right to Pretty much, it. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it meant that we had the resource and, and um, the buy-in and everyone was super excited. And it just ha so happened that the campaign was all about talking. Mm. And um, so 
it lent itself to that. But I mean, the idea c- actually came from a podcast, which is actually a woman called Esther Perel, and she does. Um, you can listen in to couples therapy. Therapy, yes, oh. I have heard of that. I've heard Amazing. about this. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I am like yeah. obsessed with her, and I just thought actually our version of that is letting people in to hear how people have bereavement mm. sort of counselling or support. So the, that's where the idea stemmed from. Well, yeah, and, and also quite early on in the genesis of the idea, in, in June this last year now, we met with Adam Buxton just to kind of run the idea by him. And he said to us, use your USP as a charity. And our USP is providing care and support to people suffering, you know, uh, through terminal illness and so we realised that our host needed to be someone like Jason Davidson yeah. you know who has experience of talking to people about bereavement and, and how did you pitch it to, to Jason was he, was he did he have his hand up at the back of the room de- desperate to be part of it's it or did so you have weird. to buy him some Toblerones it's so <laughs> weird but like we were ridiculously lucky in that I mean you've heard his voice it's so like he, oh, yeah. we like just had worked with him on other bits of content yeah. and we were like, his voice is so smooth and yeah. just like... He sounds easy very to good looking. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was... We were lucky in that he was super up for it. Mm. Uh, like, And he was up for taking on the challenge and learning about what it means to be a good podcast host. And, you know, it's not his day job. So... Yeah. It was actually really... We were really lucky. Mm. Yeah, because that... if. It, Essentially, like if he wasn't up for it, like we wouldn't even know who to go to go next. No. And you were, and, and I just wasn't interested. So I guess we like people who are listening to this to hopefully take something away that they can maybe apply into their own organisation's roles. Mm. If there's someone sitting here listening to this and thinking, "Oh, I've got a great idea of something that our organisation can do in terms of podcast format or content," mm. what advice would you give them? And I guess if you could be specific around. Getting these things signed off, I know, can be a challenge. You know, something that's new, something that's different from the norm, which still, mm. you know, podcasting is. Can you talk about that journey and how, how you managed to get it signed off and, and, and the go live? There was a bit of a job on explaining what podcasts are. Right. <laughs> and, you know, who listens to them about the medium and what it could offer us as a charity. So there's a little bit of a job with that. I don't know. It's really difficult because we were actually quite... We were in a good position where we're quite a creative team and we come up with an idea and we're kind of trusted with it. Like, with the podcast, there was no one... um, We were trusted with the sign. No one else saw it. No one else heard it. Really? Yeah. Before it went live? Yeah. Yeah, it was quite scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, we, we... They trusted us. We had... Uh, you know, with with certain ones, we thought, oh, we'll double check with some of the caring services experts to make sure that's true to experience. But, but yeah, so we were in a fortunate place, and I do appreciate that not everyone is in that place. Yeah, I guess what I would have probably done if we if the idea didn't get so big so quickly and was associated with this campaign, I would have just tested a little bit. You know, I would just get some kit that was affordable and then there's no there's no major risk to the charity yeah um but you know i would when we did it if no one had listened to it then i mean you and i would have been a bit red-faced but it wouldn't have been the end of the world if you're doing it on behalf of a charity that i guess that was fairly nervy then when that first went out yeah it was nervy i think we knew it was good yeah we did know yeah you know it was a risk but but we'd sort of calculated it and yeah 
I am a bit dubious, though, for some charities. It's a shame, but I think it is such a crowded market now, and you need budget Mm. to market it, Mm. in in my opinion. It depends if you've got a niche audience that you just want to reach those, and Mm. that's fine. But, like, if you're expecting results without budget, you're not going to get that return investment maybe compared to other other types of content. I think it's 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 an interesting point because... uh, you're right, I suppose, as a, as a business and an organisation, they want to see some value mm. in the time that they're investing for, you know, you and your salaries and, you know, what, what is the ROI, essentially. Mm. And it's interesting, now, James and I shared a podcast this week. Tom Williams, who's the, the CEO from Parkrun, runs a podcast called Marathon Talk. And they're, they're at, like, 500 episodes. They've had millions wow. and millions of downloads. They've been doing 800 million downloads. Yeah, they've had, like, millions and millions of downloads. And he and again, they started theirs without any agenda, any background. Mm. And so I think there's that difference, isn't there, between that corporate side where or, or organisation yeah. side where you've got some investment and mm. some output that they require and start on it separately. But Yeah. And I think for us it was interesting because we didn't want to make a charity podcast. Yes. We wanted to make a podcast that anyone Everybody. would listen to. Yeah. You know, one that we download ourselves yeah. if we were nothing to do with this. And I think we've managed to achieve that. So, But that is the benefit of having the buy-in and the budget. That's what's so made it possible. So what was that like then? So the, the, the pressure of releasing it and then the, the feeling when you started getting some lovely feedback. That must have been good. Well, we put three episodes out at the same time on the 12th of November. So we, we kind of went with a cross-section. We did Adam Buxton, Janet Ellis and Dustin Lance Black. So hopefully we, we kind of saw that as something for everybody. You know, you've got your, your podcast heads. Mm. You've got our uh, core audience, so mm. older women. Mm. And then... Dustin Lance Black was a bit of a, you know, let's let's see. You yeah. know. This was just amazing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, in terms of the storytelling aspect, he nailed it. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. obviously he's an Oscar-winning storyteller in his own right. It helps. Yeah, that helps. It, it does. Yeah. We it had does. goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. listening. It to was it mesmerizing listening to it. Yeah, yeah. I remember listening. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so sitting in the room while he was saying it was just incredible. And lightest touch editing needed for something like that. Mm. So really? you say you knew that was good. You were kind of silent high-fiving each other in the, at the I back think of the we room. were actually yeah. yeah that was Jason's first one though and I, we were we I was always oh gosh this is like is this what they're all gonna be like <laughs> you know because it was just so unbelievable unbelievable yeah. like and and Jason didn't even need to really say anything yeah. you could tell that he'd really worked through things mm. you know Lance but yeah we kind of yeah it was it was so good that we were just like wow <laughs> and I mean obviously we're in, we'll encourage everybody who's listening to this to please give it a go I mean mm. uh, for me personally you know I think listening to it reflecting on on, every, on my experience of having someone close to me passing away and just hearing that you're not alone right you're hearing that other people have experienced that and I think mm. it's actually been been good for myself in terms of hearing that and so mm. I guess, what, what response have you had from supporters and, and, and the general public to, to what you put out? It's, it's always really interesting to see the different things that different people pick up on, mm. because obviously we can only you know, listen from our own perspective. So with the Adam Buxton one, loads of people who have difficult relationships with their fathers said, oh, that really resonated with me. And because I don't have that, that didn't occur to me so much at the time, but you know, that's, that's been a huge response that we've had. Janet Ellis was talking about someone, she's talking about her husband who is terminally ill right now. Yeah. Which, so it's amazing that she was able to talk about that. And Dustin Lance Black has had so many experiences. Yeah. So to kind of distill it down into an hour of chat was amazing. 
So I think it's kind of, they've, they've all kind of resonated with different people in different ways. And I think that's why it's been so popular and had such an amazing response because we've gone to some people who've had Marie Curie related experiences but that's not been our sort of yeah. that's not been on our wish list mm. we've gone to just celebrities that we think are interesting people who, mm. who have something to say because everyone's got a grief yeah. story literally everyone has, has suffered some kind of loss mm. you know for some people it, it'll be one sort of experience and for some people it'll be a very different one mm. but we were trying to show that breadth of experience yeah that was that was really important to us wasn't I th- it i think i've heard quite a lot like similar to what you said basically and mm. that you kind of you're not inclined to like normally listen or consume that much content about something that obviously feels so sad it was really scary because we were also having to listen to this content for hours re-editing it and that was quite intense and so you're, you're kind of oh my god is this is this helpful is this triggering I hope it's going to be okay. What I think I've heard is that it's it has felt like a relief to hear other people's experiences. And mm. I had a close... Well, a, f- a friend messaged me saying that, you know, she hadn't talked about um, her dad's death at all in, in years. And she binge-listened to all of them. Suddenly, she had yeah. opened that bit of her brain up. So then she was just able to listen. And it was so comforting to her. She these other people had these feelings and they got over it and you know it or like learned to live with it somehow you know i definitely think so because i think you know uh, we don't have very open conversations with each other i mean even Mm. sitting down here talking to you you know we wouldn't typically sit down and have this conversation and actually that's one thing that the podcast format does well is it means Mm. you get to sit down with people and just have a conversation and i think that's what it was for me and and we know that the mental health benefits of that with with yourselves with other organizations around mental health are saying people need to have open conversation, being, be comfortable talking about that. So, you know, it's really amazing. And I guess with that kind of conversation, it is quite difficult to, to plan for, to structure a, a conversation that you might have. Yeah. What sort of planning do you do beforehand, or do you just press record and, and see what happens? Well, we, we briefed Jason quite sort of carefully about the kinds of things that he wa- we wanted him to talk to his guests about. But, you know, the, the, the sort of broader conversation, we kind of let it flow. But we say, you know get them to talk about their experiences of grief and bereavement and and how they talk to their families about grief and bereavement and then he, he asks sort of various sort of set questions now about like legacy and and things like that but i think we wanted it to be quite free form and very much conversation rather than question and answer yeah um, that's because we we actually had we did two pilots for this so we actually tested out the format we had another completely different idea initially which was much more formulaic. We were trying to make it a lighter podcast. Right. And so we had set questions and mm. we were thinking maybe we'd have some kind of Q&A, like kind of almost like quick fire. But the heart wasn't in it and, it, and it's not what we're about. So it just didn't work. And, but we were so thankful that we did that pilot. Like, yeah. So I definitely recommend to anyone just maybe have a play with ideas and get a sense of the flow like mm. when you're doing it because it's just not the same as a video yeah, yeah. or a, like any other content really yeah and so in terms of kind of looking forward guest recruitment how how has that been for you guys in terms of kind of getting on i mean the biggest name in podcasting to start with you did pretty well on that one right but so we have an amazing celebrity liaison team right um, rachel and neris who are incredibly well connected they know <laughs> everyone and, you know, we've been very fortunate that they've sort of 
been able to get in touch with the people on our wish list and Neris just so happens to be really good friends with Adam Buxton so he was on board from word go you know he was giving us advice before we'd even confirmed him as a guest Mm. so I think we've been very lucky in that yeah I do think so but it was also like such a good opportunity for us because we never you know this was something that was really appealing they knew they were in a safe hands Mm. with Jason yeah and podcasts I think they're a little bit more easygoing than having a video. Yeah. And um, so we, we were actually able to use it as a, a way of reaching out to new people and mm-hmm. it's helped us build relationships with new celebrities as well. So it's kind of a mixture of, yeah, good contacts, but like also like an appealing idea, I guess. Quite yeah. a nice ask, I guess, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. like, please come and talk to us about yeah. your experience. Well, and it was difficult as well because we couldn't say, listen to, you know, an existing yes. episode. They were yeah. going in completely blind yeah. and trusting yeah. us to use that information, you know, in the way that we'd promised to. So obviously for fu- future episodes, we can say, have a listen. So we've got... a you know better chance for getting some even bigger names for you know yeah. forthcoming episodes so <laughs> oh right we have to keep it exclusive yeah. yeah it sounds like it's all gone incredibly smoothly so far i doubt that's actually true there must have been challenges or barriers that you've overcome yeah for sure i mean first of all you don't i've never we've never done anything like this so you're you're figuring it all out from mm. scratch we did try and meet people that had done them before or that would offer us advice and yeah. that I'd definitely recommend but so I guess yeah there, there were challenges for example even in in the concept getting that right that was a challenge because we'd kind of set what we wanted we'd had that kind of people had signed it off and like agreed but then we had to say no this isn't right so that was probably our biggest challenge yeah. um, and it's getting the right people on your team as well because we worked with some amazing editors yeah like Julian Robb from Ultimate Sound and Vision yeah. they've been amazing and yeah. their sort of expertise is second to none they're people who've worked in radio for years and years right. so without them and you know one of the things that Adam Buxton said when we first met him was it's all in the edit so we were aware that that was pivotal to the success of the podcast yeah so I think uh, that advice basically helped us make it smooth explains <laughs> explains a lot about our lack of success to be <laughs> James, when you Just do the next edit, like, it's fine. <laughs> and so, where do you where do you want it to go, or where where does the? Well, I guess two questions. Where does the organisation want it to go? Is there is there a grand plan? Are they asking you to say predict the future? And where would you like it to go personally? I guess question for both of you. Everyone loves it. it do they? I feel I like it's part of this wider campaign, but it's really brought together. Like you know, our nurses that, that are working in our hospices love it. You know, because that's all the stuff that they hear. And yeah, and I'm imagining you two walking through charity towers. People are stopping you for <laughs> selfies, <laughs> signatures, on. Um, yeah, not quite that far, <laughs> but it has gone down really well. Um, so there is definitely this want for it to carry on yeah and there's momentum there yeah there? and we're gonna carry on as well so yeah. we, we would just love a podcasting team yes yeah <laughs> uh, mm. obviously that these are like end goals <laughs> we want to yeah we want to keep it going as a long-running podcast yeah, yeah. and have had Denny's kind of senior leaders said give me the numbers where are we going to get to in terms of listeners or streams and things in terms Has of that happened in yet? terms of that sort of you know expectation i think they're they've just been like do what you need to do and we don't have any expectations from you that's good but um you know you've done some number crunching haven't you oh, Marie? Yeah, i did number crunching <laughs> reach um, it's quite hard with podcasts though isn't yeah, it yeah yeah it's really hard we were shocked 
everyone said that the insights were rubbish, but then like yeah. we got to it and we were like, wow, okay. They are rubbish. Um, so that was difficult, but yeah, no, we, we do, we report on it. We did marketing, so we did paid social marketing campaigns and we did some on podcast uh, marketing. So we, of course, have to show what our return investment is, yeah. is in that. But, and, and we've been telling them kind of the, our numbers in, in comparison to some of the benchmarks we've heard from others and, yeah. and they're really happy so yeah. um, you know what it does for me I think is it's you know in a, in a time I think I read an article today which was talking about the public perception of charities dropping slightly and you know the, 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 the connection between the public and charities is getting more difficult and a bit friction and I think actually this is a great example for you as an organisation that actually puts you out there shows where your funds are going and shows the tangible benefit that yeah. people can get from supporting Marie Curie. And so I think from that point of view, and actually from a cost point of view, I mean, it's not, we're not talking, you know, major TV campaign, you know, we're not talking huge media spend here, no. relatively yeah. small amounts. It's doing a big brand job for us, basically. So you kind of have to just look at your different teams and mm. where they're spending the money and how they're spending it. And maybe it's not worth a video series again on what what we what our hospices do. Actually, yeah. this is doing that job. Yep. Mm. And the thing about podcasts is they're just there. There's a library for yeah. people to go back to. And that, that's a massive mm. problem for us when our first episodes are so embarrassing. <laughs> for you, when you hit the ground we'll running like that. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, no, you can't check them out because there's a story behind that. We lost our first seven <laughs> no. episodes. Oh, that was because someone that. forgot, yeah, someone uh, forgot to pay the bill. Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah, accidentally. So yeah. someone contacted me the other day and said, "Oh, that episode I was on, I was on episode three, wasn't I?" And I was oh, like, "Oh no, oh sorry, yeah, that was uh, Keith." Him, Keith, him back on. Keith sent oh, me a message saying, "Did you do no. <laughs> 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 Did you delete it?" But yeah, yeah. We didn't pay the bill. Mm. I think yeah, we, we were conscious of that though. We because we didn't want because we knew it lives on forever. Basically, you know, yes. it it will be there for for God knows how many years and. So we wanted to make sure that we didn't put anything out that we weren't happy with. We, we almost had this kind of master chef approach of if it's not good enough, don't put it on the plate. <laughs> but everything's been uh, delicious so far. <laughs> we were, we'd be on episode three, I think, to be honest, if we had that approach. But uh, luckily, we have no one policing us. <laughs> so what? How about personally? You guys obviously love doing it, coming through loud and clear. Where do you want to take it? Where do you want it to end up? I think we want to get some more super exciting guests on. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we've got some biggies. We've that got we a want. we've got a chunky wish list of yeah. some very exciting names. And, yeah. You know, some some are pie in the sky. Some might actually happen. We don't know. So just just let's 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 say this guest, that one guest that you would say that's the pinnacle of you would you would have on, and they might be listening. Now's your chance to tell them. Um, well, you, you put us under pressure now because yeah, I was going to say Rylan. Rylan? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's the ones we want personally. That's, is that what you're asking? Rylan, Rylan is actually a confirmed listener. So, <laughs> Rylan, mm. you know hey. what to do? Yeah. I mean, that would be great. A different audience yeah. again. I, guess. I think, you know, for us as well, it's quite. We obviously want to approach people that are open to talking about yes. grief. And, you know, so we need to find people where they're like in the right space to do that. So. There's, there are a couple of people out there that are doing series on Netflix or they might be doing their own book launch or something like that, yeah. but they're, where they're exploring something that they've been through. So they're the ones that we look at. I mean, but it's hard because obviously everyone has been through it, but you can't just 
cold call everyone just yeah. being like just in case no and actually you have to be sensitive around yeah, yeah. you know we have been really anniversary things yeah. like that so actually we did really there was something re- really nice that happened just the other day which was Owen Jones tweeted about our podcast because it was the second anniversary of his dad dying really yeah that's so, nice yeah, yeah. so and he asked he drove he asked people to donate yeah. Yeah. off the back of it nice. yeah. yeah so you know anniversaries can go either way it can either be a time when someone wants to you know go off and be on their own and not talk about something or it might be you know the time for them to share the moment where they reflected on their loved one I think Owen Jones was the one that I listened to this morning who talked about his father passing away yeah. and, at, at yeah. Mary Curie at a hospice yeah, we at a hospice. Edinburgh, yeah. I think. yeah in Edinburgh that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was nice it was amazing It's. I mean kudos to you guys please keep doing what you're doing it's, it's fantastic to to hear and you know we're so thankful for you coming on and, and talking about we've it we've got to drop in there very cool trivia fact as well we do yes ah, how, how do you go cool. go on how do you go about getting Pendulum to produce your theme tune because we've been looking for a theme tune yeah. we it, tried yeah. we tried Fiverr a few years I take it you both have heard of Fiverr we did yeah. try Fiverr during the early days and got uh, they put us in touch with the cheeky girls and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they only wanted four quid so uh, excellent uh, yeah but yeah, how'd you get about, how'd you get Pendulum involved? Well, you know, we mentioned Rachel, our wonderful celebrity liaison person. She used to work in the music industry and knows everyone. I know. So, you know, rung in a few favors. Yeah. Yeah. A few and favors. There we go. Yeah, they were so up for it, and we, we like I love the song. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Marie puts it on and dances around her house. You can, yeah, so. you should release it. You should <laughs> release it as a standalone. <laughs> yeah. Christmas yeah. number one <laughs> next year. Do you know anyone in the music industry, James? No, no, not really. No, we've got no connection here. We've got we? nothing. We uh, need a charity liaison team. That is what I've, I've, I've actually scribbled that down. <laughs> we need, we need that. That'd be great. So we, we do have some quick fire questions ourselves. Ooh. Go for the first one. Are you ready? So first thing that comes into your mind: if you could transport yourself back in time and meet your twenty-year-old self, what piece of advice would you give and why, Marie? You're gonna be fine, and it's gonna be lovely. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Um, Emily? Yeah, I mean, more or less the same, because I was thinking, tell myself to go into the charity sector. But actually, you know, all of the experiences that you have leading up to the magical charity sector existence yeah. make it what it is. You have so to have your journey, right? I've, yeah. I've had yeah. my journey, and I've Go dancing it. more. <laughs> go dancing more. Always. Here we go. We've got oh. some more. We've got some <laughs> more advice. We did uh, have a conversation and asked this question of someone up at a conference once, and she was quite a highly respected CEO of quite a highly respected organisation. What did she say, James, when you asked her that question? <laughs> I'm not sure whether it was an invite. More shagging is what she went for. Yeah. Wow. Well, was quite a night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, didn't, we didn't publish that one. No, uh, we no. thought we'd better keep that one for um, yeah. the, the archives. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> Maybe on that note, um, can you tell us about one life hack or productivity tool, habit or skill that you've taught yourself recently you think everyone should be aware of? Um, I make lists for everything. I, that's not really a life hack. I, no. I'm just obsessed with just listing obsessed things. With lists. And, you know, there's nothing quite like ticking a box and, and I, it's gone. Every morning, to-do list and top <laughs> of the list is always make to-do list so then you can cross something oh, off. Yeah, Love you, that. I, yeah. Sometimes I go as far as get out of bed, eat oh, your breakfast, yeah. leave get the house. Get a good five ticked <laughs> yeah. off by the time yeah. you get These to These two work. are the ones that are drinking, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I right? know. Um, they're going you know, a bit extra. <laughs> The, the, the list people drink. <laughs> yeah. What about yourself, Marie? Well, 
obviously, I'm trained to be a life coach, so I'm trying to learn all, all of this stuff. Mm. Um, but my, I guess my favourite thing that I did with my team um, before Christmas was I went through my Outlook and my calendar and I and, and my um, yeah my emails and found all the things that I did we did as a team last year and just reflected on everything that we did. Nice. And then we did a whole session this year, which was all about like. What, what we want to happen this year. So, it's so that like sounds like two lists to me. Mm, <laughs> that no. you talk about with other people. I don't want to hear your to-do list. Like. List pushers. Yeah, yeah. I think a bit of reflection. Like it, it really, it's a, life, it's a hack because you're, you move on. Yes. You move on from that rather than just like holding on to stuff. I heard some people that, 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 that have an email folder for all of the positive yeah. feedback they oh, get. Yeah. My, my Pat's on the back um. folder. Oh, really? A Pat's it, on the it, back it's folder? It's brimming thanks to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh that my God. is nice. Your head's going too big. That is Emily. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's on the back folder as a life hack. Yeah, that's nice. That I is like nice. That. I like that. Okay, and last one. So it's a podcast that is focused around people doing more good. What's your favourite story or inspiring individual that you've met on your journey that has done something good for others? I shadowed a nurse for the night, so I did 6pm till 6am going into people's homes that were imminently dying and yeah. it was a life-changing life-changing moment and yeah. you know sitting with the nurses and with a, a woman that was my age just to see what yeah see what our nurses do this is 3am and she she was so amazing with them but also then found out that she worked till 2 p.m. So mm. she started at 6 a.m., finished at 2 p.m. Just because she couldn't say, she couldn't call up, hear someone on the phone and go, sorry, I'm, I'm finished now. Yeah. And mm. I was just, oh, my God. Yeah. You're incredible. Uh, yeah, it was so inspiring. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to my sister at that point because that's what she works at a hospice. No oh, okay. So she's yeah. often sat on there on Facebook because, you know, when they're sleeping yeah. or whatever and they're getting respite for the family. And it's, I mean, it inspires me every day. Yeah. Just God. hearing that, but uh, you know, just amazing. Yeah, and you can't leave at the end of your no. shift. If, I planned you know. my whole week around the fact that I was going to have a night where oh, I no. was awake. Yeah, because I couldn't work out how, how I was going to. Yeah, no. They're, they're just doing it every day. It's mad. Shout uh, out to them. Mad. Yeah. Well, and just to bring it back to the pod. Yes. Um, you know, I think the, the generosity with which our guests have shared their experiences has been really inspirational. Some of them obviously felt incredibly emotional sharing their stories with yeah. us. People like Alison Steadman, who her, her mum died over 20 years ago. Mm. And she, she was talking about how she still misses her, still grieves for her, you know, every single day. Mm. Um, we've got an episode coming up with uh, Janice Long, who uh, is obviously radio broadcaster and sister of Keith Chegwin and she talks about Keith's death and you know you you hear her voice cracking and it's incredibly emotional yeah. to listen to so you know they've really inspired me by telling their stories in such a compelling way brilliant and you two have inspired us thank you for telling us your story it's been really good to 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 meet you both and yeah, any final thoughts, James? No, it's been amazing. Thank you very much. It's Thank really you. Good, good to hear about Thanks. it. Yeah, yeah, so if you enjoyed the episode, please do rate it on iTunes. Uh, we haven't had a rating for a while. Have we got any ratings? <laughs> Mostly one star. Mostly yeah. <laughs> one star. No. We, never, we might get a couple of ratings. Please share it with, with your networks. Um, subscribe if you're not on, on all good po podcast platforms. And just, yeah, we'd just like to say thank you, Marie. Thank you, Emily, for joining us. Thanks. Good to be here. Thank you for having <laughs> us. Take Thanks care. a lot. A couple of quick points just before we go. 
Emily and Marie were keen for us to say the podcast which inspired their thinking featuring therapy sessions is called Where Should We Begin by Esther Perel. One you should definitely search for is On the Marie Curie Couch, even if it's just for the theme song. Cheers. We'll see you next time. So James just wrapped up another fantastic episode, if I don't say so myself. How did you find it? It's all right, wasn't it? <laughs> if anyone wants to kind of follow up and actually enjoy this thing, where can they find us? Well, we're on Twitter, Kenneth, at Do More Good Pod. Instagram, at Do More Good Pod. Have we gone multi-channel and even gone to YouTube? We have, but you can find all those videos on the website, domoregood.uk. And if you want to contact us by email, please use contact at domoregood.uk. 